Oh, hi. You stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self-care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child. The one who's done it the hard way for decades, and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. If this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad, and let's figure this crap out together. Right here at Beauty Reform School. So I am completely and utterly tuckered out. It has been a very, very long weekend and I legit cannot recall the last time I had a day off to myself in at least a month or so. That's how life is sometimes. And sometimes you have to hunker down because like I was, like I've been saying, we are staring into the eye of the storm. We are staring into the fall and staring in the holiday season and already things are getting ratcheted up as we speak. I just completed a beautiful wedding by the sea with some delightful people. It was a crazy hectic day and we rode out to lovely Margate, New Jersey I got to see my best friend. I got to see my favorite dog in the world. And we did this beautiful wedding and then we had to hustle on back home because I had to work the next day. And literally the minute we turned the corner to come up onto my street, the skies opened up and there was a ginormous storm that lasted not even that long. I think it lasted maybe a half an hour tops, but I guess um, just the all the different hurricanes that are afoot, I guess we got a little bit of that in Philadelphia and, you know, there's that. But I wanted to send my well wishes to the happy couple. It was a beautiful ceremony. The bridal party was gorgeous, and I was really proud of my work. So it's always nice when you have that that moment where you get to be proud of your work, when you see all those beautiful faces and everyone looks radiant and gorgeous. It's, it's a nice thing. It made me feel very, very good. And today I was sore as all get out, <laughs> but it was worth it. And uh, I'm tuckered. But uh, I wanted to do this segment real quick before we started today's episode. Because as promised, I I always try to make sure I get these episodes out on time. So I didn't want to record this episode um, first thing in the morning because, you know, I didn't want to be bothered with all that. I wanted to be able to go to work and then launch the episode for you. 
you know, because you all mean a lot to me. So, um, enjoy this episode. You might want to have some wet naps or some Lysol wipes around when you listen to it. But it's a good one. So, welcome to episode 11 of Beauty Reform School. I suppose it's only fitting that I would do this segment while I am on my sickbed. That's right, on my sickbed. I thought that I had some allergies and that made sense to me. But as the day went on, it only got worse. The sneezing turned into coughing, the sinus pressure in my face started clearing after I took a allergy tab and now I am full of fluids and mighty mighty gross full of bacteria if you will and I think that that is the perfect this is the perfect setting to kick off our episode for today because today we will be discussing the Dirty Lowdown. So trigger warning. If you skeeve easily or the thought of creepy crawlies grosses you out, probably not a good idea to listen to this particular episode. You can go ahead and wait for next week. But... This is some important topics we're talking about today. So I'm just going to warn you, if things gross you out really, again, gross you out, stay away from this episode. I'll miss you though. I am asking this question with a pure heart and no judgment whatsoever. But good question. When was the last time you cleaned your tools. When was the last time you bought a new beauty blender? When was the last time you took a little alcohol on a sponge and wiped down your eyeshadows? Some of these questions might seem preposterous, but others are very basic. And I don't even need you to answer me. That's the beauty of this vehicle. You don't have to answer me. You don't even have to look me in the eye. But you do have to look yourself in the eye. And more importantly, you have to look at your tools. From a little blip that I read on genreviews.com, I learned a lot about dust mites recently. Dust mites feed off of, you guessed it, dust and they feed off of the water from the sweat that you secrete when you're sleeping they feed off of the dead skin cells that slough off of you when you take off your clothes when you're sleeping when you track them from room to room in your house they go up in the air and they settle down on each and every surface in your home. 
That includes all of your beauty tools and your beauty supplies. So I know that we all think that we are magical beings and other people's germs are terrible and they make us sick. But guess what? You are not immune to the things that land on your stuff. You're simply not immune to it. We're talking about dust that settles on your brushes that you pick back up and dunk into your products and then go ahead and put them back on your skin. You're pressing all of those that dust right back into your skin. Dust mites have fed on the dust. They've left things behind and now you're reapplying them to your face. Now I probably should have warned you that this was going to get a little grim. But if you're still hanging in there, feel free to continue listening. And if it's a little too much for you, I understand. I'll catch you on the next episode. But if you still got the stomach, you should listen. Because it's really important that you start taking care of your products. Now, this is not to say that you're going to be suddenly hypervigilant and you're going to wash your brushes every week and do all of these amazing things just out of nowhere, but it is important. I'm going to give you some really simple tools to just help you with maintenance and help you take care of your things. Um, I'm not expecting, like I said, for you to just suddenly be, you know, use surgical standards for taking care of your things, but some of these little tips and tricks will help you quite a bit. First off, getting yourself a little spray bottle from the dollar store and filling it with at least 90% alcohol is a fantastic idea. I have several of those all around the house and I like to spray down my products with them. I like to spray my lipsticks with them, my eyeliners. When I haven't done it for a while, I like to do it again just to keep things clean and just to keep things fresh. And I wipe it, wipe it off with a paper towel and that helps to do that. I also like to resharpen my pencil every so often if I haven't sharpened it in a while because especially if it's a wood pencil, it's a porous surface and God knows what gets in there. So I like to make sure that I sharpen those things every so often, not always, just every so often. And if I'm not sure about a product and I can't remember the last time that I sanitized it, if I have a second, I take a time, I take time to sanitize it as well. You know, better safe than sorry, really. Um, so as you know, I don't know if you've ever on a nice winter day, if you've ever pulled off your leggings or pulled off your socks and you just saw a cloud of dust come from it. That's just dead skin cells and they collect in your socks, they collect under your leggings, they collect everywhere and then they where do they wind up? They wind up on the floor. And as you walk around, you kick that back up and you kick it around. If you pick up a product, it lands on a book. You pick it up, that now it's back airborne again and it's going to land on something else. And that's why it's important to dust. And that's why it's important to go back around to your supplies and your tools and wherever you do your makeup, make sure you wipe that surface off 
from time to time. I like a nice Clorox wipe myself. Um, but if you don't want to do that, again, like the alcohol on a nice paper towel does a great job of cleaning. So it's just a matter of being, you know, using your head. Anywhere that you think the dust might settle, just give it a quick wipe. That's all. Quick wipe. That'll help a lot. So when you head into Big Beauty to shop, that's anywhere. We're talking drugstores, Target, whatever Big Beauty conglomerate that you shop. Bear in mind that even though they have people that are responsible for maintenance and taking care of things, dust does settle on those testers and on those products as well. A lot of things are already wrapped in cellophane or they're in a box, so that's great. But when you're dealing with testers that you get to touch and put on your body, it's important to remember to make sure that they are properly sanitized. If you don't have the tools there to do it, then it's important to ask someone that works there to properly, thoroughly sanitize your item. Do not be afraid to ask for that. That is part of their job. And what's more important, breaking out in a rash or getting some sort of irritation that you needn't or just having them do it. That being said though, I understand that a lot of people want to see how a lipstick looks on their lips. I understand a lot of people wanna just take a little eyeshadow and rub it on their eye or a highlighter on their cheek or something like that. And by no means, no means at all, are you to take a tool or a brush from the display and use it. Those brushes are there simply for you to be able to feel how soft they are and look at how pretty they are and see what they look like. They are not meant for utilitarian purposes. Those brushes usually are bolted to the display and if they're loose for some reason, they are absolutely not meant for you to then take them and pick up some makeup and put it on your face. Not only are you distributing dust and God knows what, onto the actual makeup, but you are also taking the dust that's already living inside of the bristles and applying it to your skin. You are applying it to your skin. To your skin. Stop that at once. I'm not even asking if you've done it before. Just don't ever do it again you are rolling the dice with that one my friend do not do that i've also seen some people who thought they could solve the problem by bringing their own brushes in and using them but again you do not know how long that product has been there you don't know if it's been sanitized you don't know how much dust has landed on it in the time that it's been there. So you don't want to pick that dust up with your own, your very own brush and then pound it into your skin. And also take it home and let it breathe some more inside your bristles, in your brush. I think you're getting my point. At least I certainly hope you are. Also, <clears throat> you have to make sure 
forget, make sure. It's my recommendation that when you're taking a lipstick and you want to see what it looks like, you get it sanitized and you just swatch it on your hand and then hold your hand up to your mouth. It'll give you an idea what the lip color will look like on you, if it's too bright, if it's too dark, all of that stuff, because that's really, really, really what the tester is for. Some people just really feel like they want to put the whole lipstick on and see, which leads me into another topic. I know that a lot of people do go into um, beauty places to try on the products because it's a free way and an easy way to go put on some fabulous new makeup and then go paint the town red and do it up and go out at night and you didn't have to go buy anything. It was easy, right? Easy is not the same as getting some strange irritation on your skin later that you don't know how to deal with. And it's not fun putting Blue Star ointment on your cheek when you've broken out in some sort of thing or getting have gotten a rash or ringworm or God knows what. Pink eye. These are all things that can happen if you are not careful. So please, 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 please take extra care. I don't want to get bumps on my mouth. I do not want to break out into a rash. So I'm not going to roll the dice like that. If you're still still feeling frisky and lucky and you think it cannot happen to you, I'm just going to simply say you are mistaken. But if you want to just brush off what I'm saying and continue along, then I'm going to go ahead and light a candle for you. Vigilance, my friends. Vigilance. Just for funsies, when you're done with your beauty blender, when it's all beat up and it's all finished, you should just cut it in half and look at it. Because I want you to see how far that product actually does go in your sponge. It goes pretty deep. And you can clean all you want. But it's not until you cut that thing open and you really, really look to see how far it goes that you'll understand what I'm saying. You're never going to be able to get all the way into your bristles or all the way into your sponge. But it is important to keep the top layer as clean as humanly possible because that's the layer that's the closest to your skin. It's important to shampoo your brushes thoroughly. I like to say once a month for the average person who doesn't use their tools that much. I would like it to be more, but I'm a realist. Now, you don't want to go crazy and do it like every week or something because that does weaken your brush and the adhesive inside of your brush that holds the bristles together. And it does keep your brushes be for, from drying all the way thoroughly. It does do that because it takes a long time for your brushes to dry anyway. So you don't want to do it too close together. You want to give it time to dry. But... Keep in mind that as long as you're doing it on a regular basis, your chances of staying healthy and keeping your skin safe is increased exponentially. 
So just keep that in mind. If you can't do it all the time, I completely get it. We are all very busy. It is back-breaking work just for me to prepare my lunches every week. And it is terrible for me to do a hair mask. It takes forever. It just takes time. Everything takes time. And sure, with a little planning, you can get into a nice little clip of a routine. But I get that it takes a while just to clean your stuff. Right now, I am itching to really thoroughly dust this place. I'm talking about using that old telescopic Swiffer handle and getting all these high corners because they do collect from time to time. I see a couple cobwebs up there that I need to get to. And I haven't even seen any spiders. But there are cobwebs, so there are spiders in here. You know, there's all kinds of things that we don't know about. And I don't want to know. So so keeping myself ignorant is fantastic so long as I keep things clean. And keep things as clean as possible. You know, wipe down your baseboards when you get a chance. You know, if you're just sitting around. If you're listening to a podcast, that's a fantastic time to clean. That's one of my favorite times to clean. In fact, I can't do it with the TV on because I'm going to keep craning my neck around and see what's going on. But if you have a podcast on, you don't need to look anywhere but where you're cleaning. And you can listen to something and be entertained. So, that's a healthy tip. The reason I decided to do this podcast, period, was just because I know for a fact that I have to be diligent with myself to clean my tools on a regular basis. And I know a lot of people do not. And I know when I ask them, they look at me sideways when I ask them. Because in fact, there have been too many times that someone has complained to me that their foundation is breaking them out and their foundation is clogging their pores and their foundation is giving them all kinds of trouble. And I know for a fact that it is not always the foundation. 90% of the time, it's not the foundation. The tools are dirty. And while we're on the subject, your hands are dirty. Do you wash your hands before you go ahead and put on your foundation with your fingers? Now, I know some people right now might be looking at me and saying, Hey, bad, bad, I do wash my hands. Excuse me, ma'am. I do wash my hands before I put on my foundation. Yes, my love, I'm sure that you do. But do you then touch the sink handles? Do you then... Grab that towel that hasn't been washed in a week. Do you then touch your sink that you haven't wiped down today? The answer is probably. And then you're touching the same germs and putting them back on your face. And if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, then you are possibly prone to lead to a breakout. And if you have film left on your brushes Every time you reapply, you're creating a film that's sealing over your pores, which is going to clog them. Now imagine all these new cells coming up, and I don't remember if I brought it up before, but I'm going to bring it up again because it's a perfect time to talk about it. Your sleep is your reparative time. 
And imagine all the new cells just rising like bubbles in a glass of champagne. They're rising to the top surface of the skin. The old cells die and they sit there on top waiting to be sloughed off. The oils in your skin sit on the surface as well and they meld with the dead skin cells and the dust that's in the air settles as well. And as you go through all of these things, that little concoction is creating a nice little filmy cement on the top of your skin. And if it is not removed, then as the new cells try to come up to the surface through the pores, they're trapped and there's nowhere for them to go. And as that process continues and continues and more C-movement is trying to get through the pores and the new cells are trying to get through the pores, there's a traffic jam that leads to a bottleneck that leads to a blemish. And I know we don't want those. All those blackheads on your nose and the whiteheads that appear, that's all congestion. And it's got to go. That's why we talk about exfoliating so much. But some of this can be lessened by simply sanitizing your tools. Just by sanitizing your tools, that simple thing can help with that. So I know this has been a gross, 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 disgusting, horrid conversation, but it is necessary. We are gross. Human beings excrete so much stuff and we are just gross. But if we know how to cut some of this off at the pass, doesn't have to be that bad. Doesn't have to be that bad. Ah. You know, I gotta admit, this has been one of the weirdest, grossest, strangest, goofiest, and wonderful things I've done lately. Doing this episode about all the gross things that can happen to you and your tools has definitely the possibility to be very, very unpleasant. But just lighten, just bringing a little levity to the subject, hopefully, has made it a little easier for you to start considering those things and just taking a little extra time to be good to yourself. Granted, this is a very, very scuzzy world sometimes, and we even have, I mean, hell, in Philadelphia, our hockey mascot's named Gritty, so we are used to grit and grind, but you do want to make sure that you take care of the most important thing in your world. And that is you, yourself, your skin, and your well-being. And that's why I wanted to share this with you today. Because no matter what we talk about, I always want you to round back around to caring for yourself because you're worth it and you're you're completely deserving 
of care. And sometimes the only care you're going to get is from yourself. So pencils down. Class is dismissed. And I'll see you next week. Go take a nice long bath. You deserve it.